Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. Welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. I am Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by the cosmic rules to my tower and power. It's Kelly. Kelly, welcome on back to the show. Thank you. I am wearing Daisy Dukes and a white button-up shirt. Wow. Guess guess what's underneath? You're going to have to spray me with water to find out. (laughs) dressed seductively for an audio only podcast maybe we should switch to a video format so that people can really get the full uh get the full show (laughs) i i I don't know if they can handle it that's that's for our uh not a patreon we're gonna do an only (laughs) fans yes a kelly only fans yep uh we're gonna be the most popular wrestling podcast on only (laughs) fans Well, we have a lot to talk about this episode. We are going to do uh, rundowns of this weekend's two stardom pay-per-views, talk about some other Joshi in the last two weeks. But the main point of this show is going to be a deep dive into the upcoming stardom five-star Grand Prix. We're going to be talking about all the participants, all the dates, all the matchups, everything you could possibly want to get yourself ready for a big long tournament that is coming up starting next weekend. But before we do that, got to get in the plugs. If you're not following us on Twitter, please do so at jbombaudio. Or you can follow Kelly at Kelly, or you can follow me at TayMambo. Subscribe to this podcast on your podcast app of choice. And if that app of choice is Apple Podcasts, We would love it if you give us a five-star rating and review. It would really help the show. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio. So let's dive right into it. The first thing we're going to do is we are going to recap the two stardom pay-per-views from this weekend. Might be... Uh, A little bit faster than we usually do these as we've got a lot to cover with the five star. But we will kick it off with Stardom's Showcase in Stardom Volume 1 from July 23rd at the Nagoya Congress Center in front of 800 
145 fans. Kelly, what did you think of this unique first time ever show? Well, first off, a uh, shout out to Pr- DJ Pretty Dragon, uh, bringing bringing the tunes, bringing the hits. Uh, I liked this show. Like I, I, it was either going to be fun and stupid and enjoyable, or it was just going to be an enormous train wreck. And it was more in the fun and stupid and enjoyable. Like it was. At times, it reminded me of DDT, which was cool, and just I don't know. It it had a fun vibe to it that a lot of stardom shows don't like a lot of them kind of get bogged down with just i don't know just it's a lot of straight up matches and this was just like hey here's some fun stuff so i i overall i enjoyed it i like the experiment i hope they do more which i'm pretty sure they announced another one of these on the next show they did the volume two will be coming up i believe september 25th uh, I had predicted on the Voices of Wrestling Discord that this would either be the best stardom show of all time or the worst stardom show of all time, <laughs> uh, which I don't think it was either of those things. Uh, I thought it was an interesting mix of good stuff, okay stuff, and bad stuff. Uh, <laughs> it really was every variety. There were some matches that I quite enjoyed in here, and there were some matches that I quite didn't enjoy in here. Uh, So let's dive into it first. The first match, the Rumble match, lots of participants. The two big, biggest participants being the return of Super Strong Stardom Machine and the return of Gokiken Death. That's right, coming back. I was a little confused because I believed or thought that Gokiken Death and Fukiken Death are the same person. Yeah, but this team this seems to say that they're different people. Yeah, that was a little confusing, but I did love like Momokogo kind of marking out for Gokigen Death. <laughs> like that was fun. Uh, and Gokigen Death did uh, emerge victorious in this Rumble match. I thought it was, uh, you know, harmless fun, a, a sort of Rumble match. There was a lot. I wish there was slightly more uh, sort of fun outside participants this seemed like a match largely to get uh all the rest of the stardom roster that wasn't on the card onto the card yeah um so would have liked to see maybe a few more surprises although i do know before the show happens there were some reshuffling uh for injuries and things like that so maybe that took away maybe a couple surprises that were planned for this match but i thought a harmless fun start to the show yeah yeah, it was a totally fine rumble. Uh, I will say I just about lost it when the bell rang, but the bell was an air horn. Oh, yeah. And for every for every match, I thought, oh, that will be for this match. It's like a fun thing yep. they're doing for this match. Nope, it was every single match. Oh, my God, I loved it. <laughs> the next match was the Power and Tower tag team match. The Donna Del Mundo team of Himika and Micah defeating the mixed team of Amy Sore and Saya Ida in six minutes and 54 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this match? Uh, I liked it. It was a fun match with meaty ladies bumping meat. Like, it was just a, it was what you wanted it to be. The, uh, the atomic drop into the shoulder block 
that uh, Sure and uh, Saya did is one of the most ridiculous spots I've ever seen, and I loved it. Uh, I the only doubt thing I didn't really care for was the finish. Like I just the over the top rope didn't really. I don't know. It just happened, and then the bell rang, and I was like, "Oh, that's the end." Oh, I guess. All right. But like other than that, I thought it was good. I went uh, three and a quarter on this one. Yeah, Stardom has gotten majorly into uh, over-the-top rope rules matches. There's yeah. like one on every show now. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I also enjoy this match. It was pretty short. It was under seven minutes. Uh, but I thought it was very good. I like Saida. I like, you know, sort of the gimmick, if you will, of her being very small but very powerful. I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was another... Uh, enjoyable match and a pretty you know two matches fun good sort of start to the show i thought i was thinking oh this is you know pretty pretty straightforward at this point you know and then we have a match of the year contender (laughs) and then we went to the cosmic rules in summer three-way match where mina shirakawa saki and unagi sayaka went to a no contest in nine minutes and 46 seconds after, I believe it was ruled a no contest after Unagi ripped the top off of Mina Shirakawa backstage. And then she emerged in a towel. And she and, tried to rip the towel off. Yes. And so then it was ruled a no contest. And Daichi was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is too scandalous now. We can't be having this. Uh, it was announced before the match that this match would be 18 and over. I'm not sure how they would have enforced that in the building. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kelly, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, Saki looked really bummed to be there. <laughs> like, and I'm not sure. It looked like it was half just playing it up and half like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. Uh. It was it was an embarrassing match, but the work in the match was solid enough that it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh Yeah, it 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 definitely lived up to being the pervert match of the show. And we did get a wet Daichi contest, so there was that. Yeah, there was a lot of Daichi violence on this show. I was so I'm, happy, which I'm sure pushed it into the into the pro column for yeah. Kelly. Yeah, definitely. I do think Daichi should have been in the uniform as well, with the Daisy Dukes and the white button up shirt. Um, I didn't like this match. Uh, <laughs> it was my least favorite match on the show by uh, a fairly war- wide margin. I don't know. It's just sort of like. I am fine with the comedy. You know, I've watched a lot of DDT. I like DDT. We'll talk about a match coming up. That was pretty comedic, uh, but that I really enjoyed. I just think it's a thing where you sort of watch it, and I'm like, I'm not really watching wrestling. No. I'm just watching an excuse for this weird stuff to happen. Like, this is very different. I'm not saying that this match is like that, but it's sort of the difference in DDT between like, we're doing a comedy match and like, here comes um, Dan Chigodino 
to like simulate assault on people. And I'm like, oh, this is not enjoyable. I was actually about to ask, what's more embarrassing if someone walks in on you watching it? This match or a regular pheromones match? Well, my, uh, I mean, I would have to say a pheromones match, I guess to me, because I don't know. You could be like, oh, I, See, I would go. Put... Yeah, I would say pheromones is less embarrassing because you can just be like, "Look at these horrible men." <laughs> Where it's this, it's like the only reason to be watching this is for pervert reasons, or you're reviewing it for a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just you know, and they're not. I guess mine would be to me the Dino stuff. Often seems like ah, it's a like someone who didn't know what was going on would be like ah, that person is assaulting that other person. Yeah, no. Whereas that here, is true. <laughs> it was sort of like ah, we're running away, but it felt less like you're here against your will. I mean, Saki sort of was, <laughs> but Saki was sort of outside of the main sort of stuff of the match. Yeah, I don't, why very, didn't they just make this a one-on-one? I don't get that. I don't know, and I'm trying to imagine because Natsupoi was originally supposed, this was supposed to be a tag team match. She was supposed to be in it. I'm like, would she have been on the same, like, would she have been with Saki being like, this is between the two of you. We're out of it. Yeah, um, I don't, maybe. Like, they could have done it that way, but yeah, I don't know. I also just want to say that, uh, the cage match ratings that I have here as of yesterday, uh, this match was actually rated higher than the power and tower tag team match. I mean, sounds about right. So uh, I'm like, I don't know. I, if they do another showcase, will they do a match like this? I'm assuming they will because this went to a no contest and I'm sure that they could play off. Oh, we didn't end it, but I don't know. It's just like, I would like to see wrestling. Maybe mostly. they'll do a uh, Mena versus Unagi in um, uh, the Mimosa Mayhem style match. But <laughs> instead of Mimosa, it's like a big old thing of beer. Oh, maybe. We'll just go full like man show with it and get him on a trampoline first. Just think of all the weird WWE stipulations that you haven't thought of in a while. And they'll put them on the show. Yeah, I was really thinking like if we got. If people started juicing in stardom, we would really be in the stardom attitude era. Because it's like, all right, boobs are a big focal point. Someone just did blackface. They're starting to do more like gimmick matches and there's hardcore stuff going on now. It's it's the stardom uh, attitude era. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on from that match... <laughs> Uh, the next match was the I Quit match. Shuri defeating Haragi Kurumi in 11 minutes and 21 seconds. Uh, and to me, this was the match before and this match were sort of the nadir of the uh, show for me. I don't know. I just thought this wasn't very good because it didn't really feel like an I Quit match. It felt weirdly like... Um, they were just sort of fighting like sort of a submission match where they would be lying around and he'd be like, do you want to quit? And they'd be like, no. And it's like, okay. I feel Uh, like that's all I quit matches though. Like I I don't like I quit matches for the most part, purely because it is someone does the littlest thing and then the referee's in there asking them if they quit. Same with like uh, 
last man standing. It's the, oh, I tripped and fell. The ref's starting to count. But I feel like usually in I Quit matches, it's like you're in the submission and they're like, do you want to give up? And they're like, no, no, no. And this, it was like, oh, we hit a forearm strike and nothing's happening right now. Do you quit? No. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on. Yeah, and it, then was, it, it was bad for that. The ending was Yuri threatened to throw Kurumi through the uh, part of the stage. She then said, I quit, and Shuri did it anyway. I mean, doesn't that seem like something an Attitude Era babyface would do? Uh, maybe <laughs> Shuri will start coming out. Uh, she should start practicing catching catching beers. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, I liked this match for the most part. Uh, oh. Like, I don't like I, I quit matches, like I just said. Like, I don't know. They're obnoxious. So I thought this was a solid enough one. I thought Siri looked good. Kurumi came off really well to me. Like, I don't remember. Like, it's weird. She's kind of one of those wrestlers where it's like she was hurt for a while. And I kind of forgot how she was as a wrestler. But, like, she's better than I remember. So I, I, I thought she did well here. Like, I went I went three and a half on it. I enjoyed it. Wow. Uh, all right. So a, a difference of opinions there. However, the next match I have a feeling will be much closer in opinion on the anywhere fall count four way match. Azumi defeating Koguma, Momo Watanabe and Tom Nakano after she suplexed Koguma through part of the stage uh, beating her in 15 minutes and 53 seconds. This was my favorite match on the show. I thought it was a lot of fun, but I thought there was some really good work in it as well. Uh, Azumi came seemingly not being told that it was a comedy match and did multiple spots, like dangerous spots, like a top rope double stomp at one point. <laughs> while like Koguma and Tom Nakano were in an inflatable elephant. And she's like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll do all my cool, dangerous moves in the ring. Uh, I thought it was fun. Koguma and Tom Nakano switched outfits at one point, which uh, shout out to the now defunct uh, stardom costume change uh, rumble they used to do. Oh, yeah. On Golden Week. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was really fun. And even though I knew they had switched gears, I often would look at one and go, oh, that's Koguma. And then I was like, no, 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 they switched. They switched. Yep. I would do the same thing. <laughs> they also had that um, inflatable slide. The, yeah, that thing was awesome. Uh, which I loved when Koguma went to do a big move off the top of it and didn't get enough airtime. <laughs> oh, and Mayu lost it. That was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, was she the one that was laughing very loudly? Yes, she yes. could not contain herself. Like, that was the funniest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> uh, they went backstage. Momo was eating a bento box, which then uh, several bento boxes ended up in the ring. So overall, I thought it was good. I thought it had good action, but it also was a lot of fun. You know, To I hinted about this a couple minutes ago, but this is the sort of match where I'm like, this is funny but it's funny in a way that I'm not sitting, you know, they still wrestled a lot of it. There were still wrestling moves in it. So uh, I'm not sure that this would be like a, Oh, you got to go out of your way to see this match of a year contender type match. But I thought this was really fun. And as I said, I thought it was almost by far the best thing on the show. 
Yeah, I really like this. It definitely felt like the best of DDT's kind of street wrestling stuff or when they do like the matches where it's just wrestling throughout the whole Tokyo Dome. This was a lot of fun. I liked the use of the big blow-up things. Uh, The final spot with the suplex through the wall looked cool as hell. Uh, Yeah, just a really fun match. I went four stars on it. I, I really enjoyed this. The semi-main event was a hardcore tag team match. The prominence duo of Risa Sarah and Suzu Suzuki defeated the Donna Do Mundo duo of Julia and Mai Sakurai in 20 minutes and three seconds. Kelly, I'm interested to hear what you thought what you thought of this match. This was my match of the show. I thought this ruled. Uh, I love when a hardcore match ends with the ring full of weapons and other assorted garbage, and they really delivered on that here. Uh, Everyone, I worked really hard and took some crazy-looking bumps. Like, the 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 off-the-top rope through the forkboard looked crazy. Like, that was awesome. Uh, Usually, I'm pretty hard on Mai, but she held up her end of things here. I I thought she did really well. more of this when you're doing the prominence matches. This this is the kind of hardcore tag I want. Like this was really good. Uh, four and a quarter stars from me. Uh, what do you think? I liked it. I'm starting to feel though with these prominence matches, it feels largely like Suzu and Julia having a good match with other people happening to be there in the ring. Yeah. Like, they wrestle, and I'm like, wow, this is so good, and other people get involved, and I'm like, no, just go back to Suzu and Julian. Like, (laughs) I just want them to have a singles hardcore match, because I think that's probably the best version of this, and when other people are in the ring, I'm like, yeah, this is good, but I'd rather just see Suzu and Julia. I like Um, Julia just insisting on using those tiles whenever she gets the chance to. (laughs) Oh, yeah, those tiles, which just are stacked and then hit the top one. Of. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was good. I think there's other there's probably other Suzu matches that I'm higher on. Um, but I thought this was probably the best of this sort of prominence Donna Del Mundo feud because it was actually a proper hardcore match, which is what suzu and like reese are good at and i feel like they've sort of shied away from that they've been like ah we're hardcore you know we're doing all this crazy stuff and it's like not really because we've seen a lot crazier and this was the first sort of proper one Mm -hmm. so i'm i mean i'm still hoping i've been hoping for months that they're leading to a julia suzu hardcore match but you know maybe on volume two yeah i i think we'll get there eventually And the main event of this show was a coffin three-way match. The mysterious Grim Reaper, who was revealed as you, Pro Wrestling Eve's very own you, uh, defeated Saya Kamatani and Starlight Kid when she put both of them in the coffin and closed the lid in 13 minutes and 7 seconds. Um, You know, you is funny to me because uh if you watch sort of the more independent um joshi companies you know marvelous oz wave just sort of that level it seems like every year they sort of find someone who's a 
more freelance wrestler who gets a ton of attention. Like 2020, it was Atsuki Aoki, who was like everywhere, challenged for every belt, was on every show that you watched. And I feel like you was that way in a number of years ago, like maybe 2017, 2016. I don't remember exactly what year, but I've always sort of, I don't dislike her, but I always sort of feel like, eh, like shrug shoulders, like, okay, she's, you know, fine. And I sort of felt that way when it was like the mysterious Grim Reaper is you. And I was sort of like, hmm, okay. Okay. And, And then the match was just sort of fine. And then it ended with your two big upcoming stars getting put in the coffin at the same time by this person who might not even be part of the roster. Yeah, I wonder, do we ever actually see you again after this? Because also after the match, uh, another Grim Reaper appeared. Um, So I'm not really sure. It feels like if another Grim Reaper was going to appear, why didn't one of the stardom talent win? And then it's like, we've gotten rid of the mysterious Grim Reaper. Oh, here's another one. Oh, gosh, we didn't do it like a horror movie. Like, oh, God, there's another one. But instead, it's just like, well, she won. She beat our two big stars. Okay. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because this is like out of continuity stardom. But it still just feels weird. And I just thought the match wasn't very good. Yeah. uh, Maybe when they were talking to Pro Wrestling Eve to kind of set up the contract and stuff, they said, all right, so Saya's going to win. And Pro Wrestling Eve was like, that's not going to work for me, brother. He was going over. But yeah. Welding, the... welding their immeasurable power pro wrestling. Yes. The, the response to you, I would describe as tepid at best. Uh, I think, I think saying it was, I think saying it was tepid is being very generous to the yeah. response. Like no. Okay. What had a bigger response? Use reveal or Waka's blackface reveal? <laughs> Well, it was weird because she revealed there was no sound. It was absolute silence. And then there were two or three people who clearly were like, oh, I think we should be reacting and sort of started clapping. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, we should be clapping and like clapped for a couple of seconds and then stopped. We're like, okay, we did it. That's yeah. it. Um, I liked when yeah, they put it was... you through the one coffin and she just lands on top of it and all the sides just fall apart. <laughs> And Starlight Kid and Sire both look at Daichi and they're like, well, what the hell? What do we do now? I think we can blame Daichi for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, right? he he forgot to... He thought you could just glue together a casket. <laughs> stupid idiot. He didn't even use yeah, super just... glue. He just used, like, Elmer's, like the clear blue stuff you'd get in grade school. Yeah, but just sort of a weird end to the show. I was sort of like, oh, this is actually building pretty well with the Falls Count Anywhere match, then the hardcore match, and then it was like, oh, this sort of stinks. Yeah, I would have... I'm trying to think like where it would have been better off in the card, because I think you could have main evented with the Falls Count Anywhere match or the hardcore tag, either one of those. I would maybe put the coffin before the I Quit match. But uh, we'll see what happens on volume two in 
September. But next, we are going to talk about Stardom's Midsummer Champions in Nagoya from July 24th, back at the Nagoya Congress Center in front of 1,064 fans. This, to me, this pay-per-view, except for maybe the main event, felt like the most, sorry, felt like the least, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Big? Um, uh, No, I'll say this. It felt like the most inconsequential pay-per-view that Stardom has done in months. Yes, definitely. It largely feels like most of this stuff didn't matter. Um, None of the champions that defended their titles lost. Um, None of the matches were particularly uh, really up in the air, maybe one or two. And to me, except for maybe the main event, nothing really stood out to me. Yeah, no, it was kind of a weird show. It it felt like a house show that they're like, look at all these title matches that are on it. And in the back of your mind, you know, they're going to be good, but none of these titles are going to change hands because it's a house show. It also feels weird that it's like, wow, we just did a ton of wrestling one week before our huge tournament that's about to begin. Like, I'm like, oh, the five stars starting. And it's like, wait, we have to do this show first. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, because any if any titles like did change hands, it'd kind of just be well, who cares? Because now we're leading, going into this other thing for a good long time. But the show kicked off with a tag team match, and unbelievably, my Sakurai and Rina Amakura went to a ten-minute time limit draw with the team of Hanan and Sayaida. That's right. None of these four people could be pinned in 10 minutes. No, because uh, Waka wasn't there. <laughs> who, who, uh, you going to have someone that's not Waka losing the opener? Like, what, what are you, silly? I was so annoyed that this was a time limit draw that I have no other thoughts about this match. Yeah, I, I, Rossi, I, I get to where you're coming from. You, you see an opener and you're like, it's like an equation and you're like, all right, Waka equals loser, but if she's not in the match, the equation does not work. So you just have to go to a draw so you don't have to actually get a conclusion. Like, I get it. I, I understand where you're coming from, Rossi. We're on the same wavelength for once. The next match was a tag team match. The Stars team of Mayu Iwatani and Momokogo defeating the Oedo Tai team of Ruaka and the returning... Um, or something, Fukigen Death. This is the thing that threw me off, because I was like, Fukigen Death is back. So they must be different people? Yeah, because there was a moment where Momo was kind of just like, hey, remember from yesterday? And Fukigen Death was like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, obviously that's not what they said, but that was the vibe I got from their interaction. Uh, so the canon... Uh, if anyone knows what the canon of the Death family is i guess that's what they are now if there's multiple of them yeah um let us know yeah Uh, i gotta be honest i didn't pay much attention to this match because i i got a box in the mail well there wasn't much to pay attention to because it was only four minutes and 48 seconds long yeah i got a i got a box of shit i bought from japan when i was in a COVID haze so i had no idea what was in that box oh I, i was excited 
what was in the box? Uh, a lot of snacks and some uh, Japanese Pokemon cards and a nice metal water bottle. A nice, mm, interesting. <laughs> COVID Kelly was just like, all right, these are the purchases that need to be made at this moment. <laughs> and now, you, isn't it a nice surprise now? It is, and I have no. I didn't look at how much it cost, so it's yes. like it was a gift <laughs> from past me. <laughs> the next match was our first title match, the high-speed title match. Azumi retaining her title, defeating Rina in 8 minutes and 4 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this first title match of the show? I thought this was kind of disappointing. Like, I don't know. It, the first 5 minutes or so just didn't click for me, and it picked up from after that, but I don't think it sniffed the quality of Azumi's other title matches. Like I think I I just want like two and a half, two and three quarter stars on it. It's it was it was all right. It didn't really feel to me much like a high speed title match. It just felt sort of like Azumi and Rena having just sort of a match. Yeah. Uh, wasn't very long, only eight minutes and four seconds. So I was just sort of at the end like I think my expectations for these high-speed title matches are pretty high because Azumi has had a number of really good ones. And this one just felt very sort of like, oh, I got to go out there. I got to defend my title. Okay, I, I went out. I defended it. I beat you. Okay. Yeah, it was just kind of... It, it was it, it really went to what I was saying before where it just kind of felt like a house show match where it's just like, oh, look at this title match that just happened. Oh, okay, they... They kind of worked hard, I guess. The next match was a Captain's Fall three-way nine-person tag team match. The prominence team of Haragi Kurumi, Risa, Sarah, and Suzu Suzuki defeating the Cosmic Angels team of Mina Shirakawa, Unagi Saika, and Hikari Shimizu, and the Queen's Quest team of Hina, Lady C, and Miyu Amasaki. I said it last episode, I've sort of reached my limit on these over-the-top rope multi-person matches, and this one just sort of ran together. There was one moment when, I don't remember who it was, it might have been, um, who was it? Like Shimizu and someone on the apron, and I was like, I feel like I've seen this spot like five times in the last two months. Yeah, like they and with I, the spot in particular you're talking about, I kept thinking like, why doesn't Kurumi just grab Shirakawa and just jump off the apron and take her down with her? Because like, if you're eliminated, who gives a shit? Your team still wins. Yeah, it just seems like they've been like, haha, we solved the way to get everyone on the card. We do these multi-person over the top rope matches but then they end up just sort of all being the same thing and sort of not really mattering yeah all that much there was the one at Corican that sort of determined the was sort of a number one contender for the artist title but i'm just sort of like i see these in every one of these pay-per-view shows in the middle of the card and i'm like okay i've seen enough like in a way it's like okay i'm happy that the uh, five stars happening because there's going to be a lot of singles matches and we'll sort of get away from this. Although the first night of the five star has a gauntlet match on it. So, but that's a little different because they're not going over the top rope or any of that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I thought this match 
picked up a lot after the Queen's Quest team was eliminated. I mean, nothing against that team, but I I just thought the match kind of kicked into gear after that and was pretty decent from then on. Uh, I liked in the post-match when uh, Unagi was trying to pick a fight with Risa Sarah and Risa's <laughs> response was kind of just like, you don't want this. Just back back up, back up. It, you, you don't want any of this. <laughs> The next match was another title match, the Artist of Stardom titles. The champion team, Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid, defeating the Donda Dome Mundo team of Julia, Himika, and Micah in 12 minutes and 56 seconds after Saki Kashima pinned Julia. Um, I like this match. I thought it was fun. I have really liked this Oedo Tai artist team because i really like sort of having two big hitters with momo and uh, starlight kid and then having saki who just sits in the ring and is like flash pin flash pin where you're like (laughs) oh she could get it could get it could get it i don't know um so i think they have sort of a fun um, energy and i think that they're well put together in that it doesn't just feel like three wrestlers from a unit but it feels sort of strategic in the way that the uh, team has been set up so i thought this was a solid uh fun match yeah i re- i really like this way to tie trio they're a lot of fun and they're kind they're kind of perfect as a trio like it's just it's so much fun and saki's great in her role as just like all right guys if you just get me to roll this person up we'll win <laughs> just get me out of the way from getting hit too much and we got this uh, yeah, the the match kept a pretty consistent, fast pace throughout the whole thing. So I, I really enjoyed this. I went uh, three and a half on it. The next match, another title match, the Goddesses of Stardom title match, the champions uh, FWC, Hazuki and Koguma, successfully defending their titles against the God's Eye team of Amy Sore and Mirai. In 18 minutes and 54 seconds, my hot take of the match, and people are going to think this is a hot take, is in stardom, I have liked Amy Sore more than I've liked Mirai. Hey, me too. Uh, (laughs) I thought that she was very good in this match. Um, You know, I thought the God's Eye team was good, not that I thought Mirai was bad, but I thought that they were a solid team, but I have been impressed by Amy Sore. And I thought that this was a, you know, another solid match. I wasn't blown away by it, really, um, but sort of enjoyed it and was like, yeah, I think Hazuki and Koguma continue to be a fun duo that feel a little bit different than the rest of uh, Stardom, certainly the sort of the rest of the title holders in the way that they wrestle. So I thought another solid match. Yeah, this was a good first challenge for Mirai. Mirai and Amy, like, I'm glad they didn't win, though, because I just, I don't think they're there yet, and I really enjoy the Hazuki and Koguma team. So, like, I think maybe down the road, if Hazuki and Koguma hold these belts for a good long while, you could see the God's Eye team being the one to dethrone them eventually, but I just don't think we're there yet. But that being said, I liked this match a lot i liked kind of how it was the speed team having to outwit the power team and eventually pick up the win that way it was it was a good match Uh, another three and a half stars for me 
The semi-main event was for the Wonder of Stardom title, the champion Saya Kamatani defeating the challenger Saki in 13 minutes and 22 seconds with the Phoenix Splash. Uh, Kelly, what did you think of this match? This was my favorite Saya match in a while. Uh, I thought Saki did a really good job of kind of grounding her and not letting her do her super overindulgent spots and kind of just reining her in. Like we didn't get the, the typical Saya double apron spot right, right next to each other. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed this and she even hit the Phoenix splash really good. I thought like it didn't even look like there was any danger of her destroying Saki's face with her knees or anything. Uh, another, another three and a half star match. Wow, uh, we are just not on the same wavelength with Saya Kamatani. I thought that this was just f- like fine. Not that I thought it was bad. I guess saying we're on a different wavelength sounds like I gave it like one star. But I just thought I didn't think Saki was winning in a million years. I thought she had oh, no God, chance, no. which really hurt the match. And I just thought it was sort of like I'm just sort of watching the Saya Kamatani move set happen oh we're going to the outside we're doing this stuff on the outside okay all right whatever um so i just thought i mean i'd probably give it like three stars uh probably i just didn't really it just sort of felt like an embodiment of the show where it's like ah things are happening but i'm not really invested in any of this i know what the outcome's gonna be oh okay yeah pretty much and then the main event, the World of Stardom title match, Shiri the champion defeating Tom Nakano in 22 minutes and 18 seconds. This was probably my favorite match on the show. I thought Tom did very uh, did very well. It wasn't a blow-away match for me, um, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I know that there was some thought that maybe Tom could win the match. You know, she certainly had been heated up with all the uh, stuff with Natsupoi, but not to be. Uh, I know they do have a rematch in the five star coming up. So I thought that th- this to me felt the like the only match that I was like, ah, there's a reason that this match is happening beyond sort of like we need content to fill up show. I was like, oh, Tom is hot. She's been, you know, doing all this stuff, winning. She's been the focus of this big storyline. And now she's taking the step up to Siri and, you know, doing a big challenge as opposed to, you know, a lot of the other sort of challenges felt like, well, we need a challenger. The challenger is uh, you, Um, not you, the wrestler, but, you know, just a random person. The mysterious Grim Reaper. The mysterious Grim Reaper. Um, So, yeah, I thought that this was a good match. I like Tom's dive off the set. That was a lot of fun. That was cool. Yeah, a a good, as I said, I think the best match of the show and a solid end to the pay-per-view. Yeah, this was definitely my favorite match of the show by far. Um, It was a really hard-fought match, some brutal-looking kicks that were really cool. Um, It's weird, because, like, I do feel it felt like Tom had a shot at winning, but at the same time, I kind of went in just knowing she wasn't going to win. Cause it just would have been a really weird place to do a title change. It's like, it, 
because immediately it would just get overshadowed by the five star. So I, it just, it didn't feel, feel like the right place to me. And it turned out I was right with Siri picking up the win. Uh, but yeah, really good match. Uh, I went four and a quarter stars. So that is Stardom's uh, Midsummer Champions in Nagoya. Forgot the name of the show. <laughs> so what else has been happening over the last two weeks? Uh, Joshi Seedling had a show on July 13th. Oz had a show on July 18th where Chihiro Hashimoto and you, yes, that you. The mysterious uh, Grim Reaper? <laughs> defeated Kakaru Sakaguchi and Kaori Yoniyama in the first round of their tag team title number one contender tournament that will end at their next Korokin show. The other big news of the last two weeks is the first few rounds of the Tokyo Princess Cup. They had four shows, the 16th, the 17th, the 18th, and the 23rd. On the 16th, Palm Harajuku defeating Moka Miyamoto. Yuki Arai defeating Mahiro Kiryu, Shoko Nakajima defeating Haruna Neko, and Miyu Yamashita defeating Hyper Masao. On the 17th, Miyu Watanabe defeated Ariso Endo, Yuka Sakazaki defeated Kaya Torabami, Nao Kakuda defeated Yuki Aeno, and Rika Tatsumi defeated Yuki Kamafuku. Then in the second round, on the 18th and the 23rd, Miyu Yamashita defeated Raku. Kari Noah defeated Yuki Arai. Shoko Nakajima won by forfeit over Mizuki after Mizuki came down with a fever. And Suzume defeated Palm Harajuku. Kelly, I know you watched these shows. Did any of these matches stick out to you as ones to watch? Uh, the Shoko Nakajima versus Harunaneko match was pretty good. And might act, it, I mean, it's like three and a quarter stars, but that might be Neko's best match. <laughs> like it, So it was good in that regard, and you really see kind of Shoko bring out the best in her, so that's worth checking out. Uh, and the match right after that with Yamashita beating Hyper Masao was definitely the match of the tournament for me so far. Uh, started off really fun and kind of ramped up in intensity as it went, and it really looked like Miyu was trying to commit a murder with some of the uh, knee strikes she was hitting. Uh, that is... A four-star match for me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the rest of the shows have been all right. Uh, Hikari Noah and Yuki Arai was decent, but it really kind of, that match showed me they're both pretty clunky in ring still, and so it just was not a smooth match at all. But I will say the match had a lot more good than bad in it, and uh, I have not had a chance yet to watch Suzume versus Palm, so I don't know how that one was. Um, I did enjoy, I was happy to see now Kakuda, uh, advance. That was sort of the match where, uh, either one could go. A lot of these were sort of uh, a favorite and an underdog, and it was mostly, uh, the favorite advancing. Um, but I was happy to see now Kakuda advance. Yuki Aino is pretty strongly, you know, sort of booked, in terms of sort of the mid-carder level, she's had some title opportunities. Uh, but I think Kakuda has gotten a lot better, has improved, has looked good. So I'm happy to see her get a chance to go to the second round. Uh, interesting to see Mizuki uh, out by forfeit. She was, you know, probably one of the betting uh, favorites to go pretty far. 
so we'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. I should also say, speaking of Tokyo Joshi, that I did go to the first show of Garden State Pro Wrestling last night, which the semi-main event of that show was Miyu Yamashita against uh, Billy Starks and Janai Kai. Uh, an interesting match. It was good seeing Miyu, who looked really good. Match, not great. Uh, had some pretty substantial issues in it. Uh, but the finish was really great. Miyu hit her spinning kick on Billy Starks, who really sold it well. It looked really good. Got a big pop in the building. So it was good to see Miyu at that show. Taylor, I got to bury this company real fast. Go My man it. paid $70. $70 for his VIP ticket. And they couldn't even get him a chair. Yes. I, I'm like, did I pay? Sa- I paid at least. I'm like, I think it was 70. It was at least $50. Um, Even a, $50, you should get a chair. For a VIP balcony seat that it turns out there was no actual seating in that area. In a building, by the way, that had no air conditioning and it was 95 yesterday. What the fuck? Um, How much so would it, you have to pay for a chair? It was, I think I would have had to pay less for a chair, which is the, the sort hell? of shocking thing. Um, I will say, I, the, you know, I did sort of uh, not love that I showed up to the show and had to stand. But I think as a whole, unrelated to sort of Joshi at large, the show was very good. Um, there was tons of really great in-ring stuff. They had a Davey Rich- Richards-Robert Martyr match that was really good. Bali and Aki was on the show who isn't a Joshi wrestler, but is one of those people I sort of consider a Joshi wrestler. Yeah, uh, no, he's definitely a Joshi in my head. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Leo Izaki, uh, yeah. who I consider a Joshi wrestler, uh, for marvelous, you know, people like that. I'm like, Oh, they're Joshi, even though they're not really. So it was good seeing Aki and the show was very good. I just wish it would have been air conditioning and that I could have sat down. Uh, the other big thing that happened in the last two weeks in wave on the 17th, Suzu Suzuki defeating Miyuki Takase to win the Regina de wave title. You may be saying, wait a minute, defeated Miyuki Takase to win the Regina de wave title. Uh, Nagisa Nozaki, it was announced that she is injured. I believe she has an ACL injury. Uh, she vacated the title, so she will be out for a number of months and Suzu Suzuki is your new Regina de Wave champion. But what is coming up in the next two weeks of Joshi? Well, let me tell you something big coming up in the next two weeks and beyond of Joshi is the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix. And we are here to tell you all about it. We're going to tell you all about the participants and all about all the nights and all the matches. So let's start with a breakdown of who's in this tournament. Uh, There are two blocks, the blue block and the red block. I've sort of organized this. We'll go through in order. Uh, This isn't an exact order, but sort of starting with the people who I thought sort of had the least amount, the least chance of winning their block up to the people who had the most, the highest chance of winning their block. Not saying that this is the exact order they'll finish in, but starting with sort of the long shots and finishing with the contenders. So in the blue block, the first participant, Saya Ida, 
from Stars got into the Five Star Grand Prix by finishing tied for first in the B Block qualifier to get into the tournament with all of those young wrestlers. She has been in one Five Star Grand Prix before. That was in 2020 when she finished eighth in the Blue Block. Also in the Blue Block, Amy Soray from God's Eye. This is her first ever Five Star Grand Prix. She got in as the sole first place qualifier in the Block A of that qualifying tournament. Hannon from Stars, who is the current reigning future stardom champion, is in her first Five Star Grand Prix as well. Suzu Suzuki, the outsider from Prominence, in her first five-star Grand Prix. However, she did win in 2021. She was a tournament winner. The current Blast Princess Champion tournament in FMWE. So she has some tournament experience. Natsupoy from now from Cosmic Angels is starting her third five-star Grand Prix. She's been in two before. She was in it all the way back in 2016 when she finished sixth in the blue block. And she was in it in 2021 when she finished seventh in the red block. Mina Shirakawa, also from Cosmic Angels, the winner of the 2021 Future of Stardom tournament, joining her first five-star Grand Prix. Then there's Momo Watanabe, from Oedo Tai, the current one-third of the current Artist of Stardom champions. She has won the 2018 Cinderella Tournament and both the 2018 and 2020 Goddesses of Stardom Tag League. She has been in five five-star Grand Prix, one of the most experienced wrestlers in the entire field in 2016. She finished third in the red block 2018. She was tied for third in the blue block 2019. She tied for first in the red block, didn't advance to the finals. That was the year Hanakamura advanced. In 2020, she again tied for third in the blue block. And in 2021, she was number one first in the red block, but lost in the finals to Siri. That was just last year. Mirai from God's Eye is also in the blue block. She, you might remember, was the winter, the winner of the 2022 Cinderella Tournament. This will be her first five-star Grand Prix. Hazuki from Stars, who is one half of the current Goddesses of Stardom champions and also the winner of the 2021 Goddesses of Stardom Tag League with her current partner, uh, Koguma is starting her fourth five-star Grand Prix. The three previous, she finished fifth in the blue block in 2017. She finished tied for first in the blue block in 2018, but did not advance. Mayu Iwatani advanced that year. And in 2019, finished tied for fourth in the red block. And now we are up to what I, what I would consider the sort of top contenders of the block. Starlight Kid from Oedo Tai, uh, one-third of the current Artist of Stardom champions, and the winner of the 2018 Future of Stardom title tournament, 
and she has been in two previous five-star Grand Prix. In 2020, was eighth in the red block, and then in 2021, took a big jump. She tied for second again in the red block. Sayaka Matani of Queen's Quest, the current wonder of stardom champion and the winner of the 2021 Cinderella tournament. She has been in two five-star Grand Prix before, finished sixth in the red block in 2020, and in 2021, finished tied for second in the blue block. Next is the most experienced five-star Grand Prix wrestler in the entire field. That would be Mayu Iwatani of Stars. She's got a long list of accomplishments. She's the current SWA world champion. She won the 2015 Cinderella Champions Fiesta. She won the 2015 Goddesses of Stardom Tag League. And she won the 2016 Cinderella Tournament. She has been in the five-star Grand Prix a total of eight times, including one of those, a win of the five-star Grand Prix. In 2014, she finished tied for second in the blue block. 2015, tied for third in the red block. 2016, third in the red block. 2017, she tied for first again in the red block. However, Yoko Bito advanced that year. That was the year that there was a big tie in the red block at the top of the standings. In 2018, she tied for first in the B block. She advanced and beat Utami in the finals. In 2019, she tied for fourth in the red block. 2020, tied for third in the blue block. And in 2021, tied for second in the red block. So as you can see, her lowest finish ever is fourth. And she has won it before. So lots of experience there. And finally, the final wrestler in the blue block, Julia of Donadomundo, the winner of the 2020 Cinderella tournament and the winner of the 2020 Wonder of Stardom title tournament. This is her third five-star Grand Prix in 2020. She tied for third in the red block. And in 2021, she tied for eighth in the red block. However, that was the year she got the injury. So many of those matches were forfeited. And now for a preview of the red block, I throw it over to Kelly. All right. Over in the red block, our first entrant, we've got Mai Sakurai representing Donna Del Mundo. This is her first tournament appearance. Uh, but leading in, she tied for first place in the qualifier Block B. Uh, next up is Saki Kashima of Wado Tai. Uh, she is the current one of the current artists of Stardom Champions and winner of the 2021 Top Unit Trios Tournament. This will be her fourth entrance in the tournament. Uh, hasn't won yet. But she came in in 2012, tied for eighth in one of the in the one block tournament that year. Uh, 2018, tied for seventh in the blue block. 2019, eighth in the red block, and 2021, tenth in the red block. So, not a strong performer in the tournament there. But Saki's going to do what Saki's going to do. And speaking of Saki, we've also got Saki of Cosmic Angels and Colors, uh, announced as the X in the tournament on June 29th. Uh, winner of the 2021 Choco Pro One of a Kind Tag League, 
Uh, so this is her first appearance in the five star. So we'll see how that goes for her. Uh, also making their first appearance is Thecla of Dana Del Mundo. Uh, she really doesn't have much in terms of tournament experience. So we'll see how that goes for her. Uh, then Prominence brings us Risa Sarah, who is making her debut in the five star, but she has won the 2016 Ice X Infinity Ice Infinity title tournament. Uh, now Stars brings us Koguma. Uh, this is her second tournament. Uh, she is one of the current Goddesses of Stardom ta- champion and the winner of the 2021 Goddesses of Stardom Tag League. Uh, she has i just lost my space on the thing oh no i can't see where i went i've made my thing too small there we go all right uh 2014 sixth place uh which was last in the blue block and in 2021 she tied for second in the red block so that's a big jump in terms of performance between the two between the two tournaments uh, next up is Unagi Sayaka of Cosmic Angels. She has been in one five-star prior to this. Uh, that was 2021, where she tied for seventh place in the blue block. Uh, next is Tom Nakano, also of Cosmic Angels. Uh, the winner of the 2018 Dream Come True tag, uh, Dream Come True to, oh my God, Dream Come True tournament. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, and the winner of the 2019 Goddesses of Stardom Tag League. This will be her fifth appearance in the five-star Grand Prix. Uh, 2017, she tied for seventh in the blue block. 2018, she also tied for seventh in the red block. 2019, she tied for first in the red block. Uh, Hanakamura advanced between the two of them. 2020, she tied for third in the red block. And in 2021, she tied for fourth in the blue block. So we'll see how that goes for her. She's coming off of a title loss, so you'll think she might want to have a strong performance here to hopefully get another title shot. Uh, Siri, speaking of title shots, we got Siri up next, uh, the World of Stardom champion, winner of the 2012 WNC Women's Title Tournament. Uh, She has been in two five-star Grand Prix prior, uh, won one of them, uh, the first winner in this block. Uh, in 2020, she finished second in the blue block, and in 2021, she won overall, uh, beating Momo Watanabe in the finals. So Siri is definitely one to watch in the tournament, I think. Uh, Micah of Dana Del Mundo, this is going to be her sec- or third entry in the tournament. Uh, in 2020, she tied for third place in the blue block. And in 2021, she tied for seventh in the blue block. Uh, then also from Dano Del Mundo is going to be Himika, who is also making her third appearance. Uh, in 2020, she tied for... She was in first in the red block and lost in the finals to Tommy. And then in 2021, she tied for fifth place in the red block. And bringing us to uh, Queen's Quest uh, brings us Azumi, uh, the current high-speed champion, winner of the 2020 Goddesses of Stardom Tag League. She has been in three uh, tournaments prior to this. 
in 2019, she tied for fourth in the red block. 2020, she tied, she was in sixth in the blue block. And in 2021, she was in ninth in the blue block. Uh, and then finally, uh, Utami Hayashishida, uh, winner of the 2020 Goddesses of Stardom Tag League and winner of the 2019 Trios Tournament. She is also a former winner of the Five Star Grand Prix. This will be her fifth entrance into the tournament. Uh, 2018, first in the red block, but lost to Mayu in the finals. 2019, tied for seventh in the blue block. Uh, 2020, first in the blue block. And then she went on to beat Himika in the finals. And then in 2021, she tied for third in the blue block. So that is the all of the competitors in the red block. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so now we will break down every night of the Five Star Grand Prix. That's right. All 21 nights will fly through this. I'll tell you every match that's happening. Then Kelly and I will each give one match that we are most excited for on the evening. So the Five Star Grand Prix is going to kick off on July 30th at Oda Ward General Gymnasium. And there are already... Two non-tournament matches announced, a gauntlet tag match uh, between a bunch of teams, and also a big match, Nanai Takahashi and Kairi taking on Saya Kamatani and Lady C. But the five-star Grand Prix matches for that show are Shuri versus Azumi, Micah versus Risa Sara, Utami versus Himika, Unagi Saika versus Saki, Tekla versus Mai Sakurai, Julia versus Hazuki, Mayu Iwatani versus Mirai, Amy Sore versus Saeeda, and Starlight Kid versus Suzu Suzuki. Kelly, I'll throw it to you first. What is your most anticipated match of the show? It's got to be Starlight Kid versus Suzu. Like that that's just two of my favorite wrestlers going against each other. That is uh, a match that I a main event in any building. Uh, well, you took my choice. That was my number one choice. I think there's a lot of other really strong matches on this show, but I will go uh, with Julia versus Hazuki. I think that should be a fun, uh, a really fun match. I think Soray versus uh, Saeeda could be really fun as well. And of course, Siri versus Azumi uh, sounds like a pretty good match as well. So I'll throw it over to Kelly to tell us what's happening on night two. Uh, Five-star Grand Prix. Night two, uh, January, July 31st. (laughs) Uh, The location is also the Oda Ward General Gymnasium. Uh, The matches are Siri versus Utami, uh, Tom versus Himika, Koguma versus Tekla, uh, Risa Sara versus Saki, Julia versus Mirai, uh, Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid, Mina Shirakawa versus Momo Watanabe and Amy Sore versus Suzu Suzuki. Uh, in non-tournament matches, we've got Kairi teaming with Natsupoi to take on Mayu and Saeeda, and then another gauntlet tag match. Uh, so what what's your uh, 
most anticipated match for this. Well, month. I think I have to go with the obvious one and say Siri Utami, right? That yeah. seems like the obvious. <laughs> that seems like the obvious one. So I'll go. I'll go straight down the middle and say Siri Utami. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Um, honestly, I'm kind of surprised you didn't go Saya versus Starlight Kid because you, you really liked their previous match. That uh, is very true. You're right. Yeah, so that could be a good one. Um, I think Koguma versus Tekla has a chance to be a really fun match. Like, I don't think that'll be like top level, but I could see those two having really good chemistry and that just being a fun match overall. Night three then takes us a week later on August 6th at the Niigata Duo Celeso, a venue I've never heard of, uh, for only five tournament matches. Koguma against Saki Kashima, Mayu Iwatani against Hanan, Hazuki versus Starlight Kid, Mirai versus Natsupoi, and Sayakamatani versus Momo Watanabe. So I'll start this time, and I'll say the match I'm most looking forward to is Starlight Kid and Hazuki. Yeah, that should be really good. Um, I am looking forward to Mayu versus Hanan. Uh, Hanan's been on a roll lately, and I think she and Mayu could have a really good match together. So what's up for night four? Night four brings us to August 7th at the Nagano Prefectural Budokan. Uh, those matches are Utami versus Unagi, uh, Koguma versus Himika, Azumi versus Mai Sakurai, Sayakamatani versus Hanan, Natsupoi versus Amy Sore, and Mina Shirakawa versus Saya Ida. Uh, I think my most anticipated match for this night is probably Utami versus Unagi. I think that's a cool matchup uh, and a really good opportunity for Unagi to show how much, how great she keeps getting. Uh, We didn't really, I forgot to mention it earlier in the show, but she had that match on the big Gunbare show against um, lady whose name is escaping me completely. Crap. There goes my point. But it was very good. <laughs> it was a great match, but I cannot remember the name of her opponent right now. Uh, but yeah. Well, so, while, while you're thinking of the name of the thank opponent, you. I will say that... Yuna Manase. There it is. There you go. Boom. Did it. Uh, very I good match. S- worth checking out. <laughs> I will say I'll go with the other uh, Cosmic Angels competitor, and I'll go off of the beaten path a little and say I'm looking forward to Mina Shirakawa and Saya Ida. I think they have similar energy, yeah, to, about themselves. So I think <laughs> I that that will be uh, a really fun match. Night five is on August 11th, our first show of many at Corican Hall. It's all tournament matches: Suri versus Unagi Sayaka, Utami versus Risa Sara. Tom Nakino versus Azumi, Mai Sakurai versus Saki Kashima, Koguma versus Saki, Himika versus Tekla, Starlight Kid versus Momo Watanabe, Azuki versus Natsupoi, Mirai versus Suzu Suzuki, Mayu Iwatani against Saeida, and Amy Sore going up against Hanan. Kelly, you got a lot of matches to choose from on this show, but which is your favorite? I think I've got to go Tommy versus Risa Sarah. Like that's that's an awesome matchup. And I mean, and you've got the strong red versus blue in that, so I hope they put them in the appropriate corners. 
I will go with unit members exploding Starlight Kid going up against Momo Watanabe. I think that one will be a lot of fun. That's one that I really I want to be excited for, but I'm afraid there'll be too much Wado Tai bullshit and it could just possibly end with one of them laying down and having the other pin the other or they like get themselves counted out on purpose to show how smart they are or something. <laughs> Uh, you may be you may you may be right about that, but uh, and also well, t- Tom versus Azumi that should be great too. Like man, this is a solid card. There's a lot of matches to choose from. As I said, I there aren't any tournament matches announced, and I can't imagine them adding any matches to this show. No, um, so that should be the full card, but definitely a stacked card there. What about August thirteenth? That takes us to the. Uh, Shimane Industrial Exchange Hall. I don't think I've ever heard of that venue before. <laughs> uh, that show has Siri versus My Sakurai, uh, Mika versus Saki Kashima, Azumi versus Tekla, Sayakamatani versus Natsupoi, Hazuki versus Mina Shirakawa, and Hanan versus Momo Watanabe. Uh, I think this man this show definitely has my f- most anticipated one is azume versus tekla that should be a really good high speed style match uh what about you you took mine that was the one i was looking at so i will go with hanan and momo watanabe as you said earlier with hanan uh i think she's been really impressive and i think this will be a good opportunity for sort of a step up in opponent and i think that she could deliver and momo's very good but again, as you said, it could have a lot of Oedo Tai stuff in it. We will have to wait and see. Night 7 is on August 14th and takes us to the Okayama Convention Center for Utami versus Tekla, Koguma versus Mika, Himika versus Azumi, Unagi Saika against Saki Kashima, Julia against Tanen, Mirai versus Hazuki, and Natsupoi against Momo Watanabe. Kelly, your match. I think Natsupoi versus Momo. Because, you know, they might be able to play off of Momo cracking open Natsupoi's head with the wrench. So it could, it could be a pretty kind of brutal blood feud style match. What about I'm you? Go- I'm going to go totally left field and shock some people and say I am very interested in seeing Unagi Saika and Saki Kashima because I think it could be a fun match. I could see Unagi getting frustrated with some flash pin attempts. Um, So a little off the beaten path. Haven't had a Saki Kashima match yet mentioned, but I'll say that one because I think it could be, you know, a fun little change of pace match, especially as we... Uh, reach the one-third point of the tournament. All right, then on the 20th, we go to the Edien Osaka Arena 2. Uh, Siri takes on Saki Kashima. Thekla takes on Risa Sara. Uh, Koguma versus Mai Sakurai. Mika versus Saki. Hazuki versus Suzu Suzuki. Starlight Kid versus Hanan. Julia versus Saya Ida and Amy Sore versus Momo Watanabe. This is kind of a stacked show. Um, I 
think I have to go with Tekla versus Risa Sarah just for their ice ribbon ties. And I think that could be a really cool match there. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure you're going to say my second place pick with your next one. So what about you? Well, is your second place Hazuki versus Suzu Suzuki? Buddy, it sure is. There you go. One, two. Uh, I think that could be a really fun blend of styles. Um, a more sort of veteran, very sort of strange to say Hazuki, a veteran, but veteran against younger wrestler. And I feel like they could mesh well together and produce a really fun match. So night nine takes us all the way to a week later on August 27th, back at Corican Hall, Utami versus Micah, Tom Nakano against Koguma, Himika versus Risa Sarah, Azumi versus Saki, Unagi Saika against Mei Sakurai, Julia versus Starlight Kid, Suzu Suzuki uh, versus Natsupoi, Mayu Iwatani against Mina Shirakawa, Mirai versus Amy Sore and Hazuki versus Hanan. I will say my most anticipated match is Julia and Starlight Kid. Hell yeah, that should be awesome. Uh, I've got to go with either Natsupoi versus Suzu or Hazuki versus Hanan. I think those both have a chance to be really, really good. And really, another sleeper, uh, Mayu versus Mina Shirakawa. I think that could be really good, too. Especially if they kind of lean into Mina as more of the power wrestler in this match and just toss around Mayu. Uh, after that, the next day, we go to the Shizuoka Hamamatsu Event Hall. Uh, Siri takes on Koguma. Tom Nakano versus Mai Sakurai, Himika versus Saki Kashima, uh, Micah versus Azumi, Mayu Iwatani versus Amy Sore, Julia versus Natsupoi, Saya Kamatani versus Hazuki, Mirai versus Hanan, and Saya Ida versus Momo Watanabe. Uh, I think my most anticipated for this show is probably going to be Micah versus Azumi. Uh, I think that could be a fun matchup there. Uh, what about you? What is mine? I'm looking... Hmm. I am going to say... Hmm. This is a tough... I'm going to say Suri versus Koguma. Uh, that's my pick. I think it's interesting. Koguma, not someone who has challenged Suri one-on-one before. And as I've talked about on this podcast, I have really liked her run, and I think that that will be a fun little change of style for Siri here in the middle of the tournament. So that will be my pick. I feel like they never really interact either. Like, you never see them just on random shows and tags against each other. They're kind of just off in their own little world. So it's cool to see them meet up here. Yeah, they feel like very different places on the card and in sort of the stories of uh, stardom. So, yeah, a good, uh, I don't know, is it a first time? I would have to look it up. A good first time match. I'm going to say that with confidence uh, (laughs) and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Then we get into September. We get into month, technically month three of the tournament. Night 11 in September, September 3rd at the Takamatsu City Gymnasium 
Suri versus Micah, Tom Nakano versus Saki Kashima, Himika versus Mei Sakurai, Mayu Iwatani versus Sayaka Matani, Julia versus Mina Shirakawa, and Starlight Kid versus Amy Sol Ray. I will put my pick on. Haven't picked an Amy Sore match. I talked her up earlier, so I will say Amy Sore and Starlight Kid. Yeah, that's probably going to be good. Um, I think I've got to go Siri versus Micah. They've had good matches in the past, and they'll just be two people beating the hell out of each other. What's not to love about that? Uh, the next day takes us to the Hiroshima Prefectural Hall. Uh, Siri will face Himika. Uh, Tom Nakino will face Micah. Tekla will face Saki Kashima. Uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Natsupoi. Saya Kamatani versus Saya Ida. The Sayas explode. Battle of the Sayas. Uh, Hazuki versus Amy Sore. And Mirai versus Momo Watanabe. Uh, I think uh, this show I'd probably be most excited for Mayu versus Natsupoi. I think that could be a fun high-speed match. Uh, how about you, Taylor? I'm going to pick the Saiyas Explode just because I think it's a fun concept. And uh, I think they will have a weird match in a way. Uh, I think they're very different, even though they're similarly named. They're very different in style. And I'm both insane to see, in different ways. <laughs> yes, both insane, but in very different ways uh, of high-flying wrestler against a power wrestler. So inter- interested to see what that dynamic looks like. However, night 13 brings us to September 11th at Yokohama Budokan Hall. Utami versus Azumi. Himika versus Saki. Unagi Sayaka versus Risa Sara. Mayu Iwatani against Julia and Saya Kamatani going up against Suzu Suzuki Kelly. What is your most anticipated match? Uh, after their interactions on the show that uh, today, uh, I have to say Risa Sarah versus Unagi. Uh, Unagi, as the kids say, wanted the smoke. So let's see uh, what happens when she gets it. I'm going to go real classic. I'm going to go Mayu Iwatani against Julia. Two big hitters that I think will have a big match. Yeah, that should be good. Easy as that. Uh, Then on night 14, on September 12th, we go to Kurikan Hall. Uh, Utami Hayashishida faces Mai Sakurai. Uh, Siri versus Tekla. Tom Nakino versus Unagi. Uh, Azumi versus Risa Sarah, Saki Kashima versus Saki. The Sakis explode this time. Uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Suzu Suzuki. Hazuki versus Saeeda. Uh, Natsupoi versus Hanan. And Mina Shirakawa versus Amy Sore. Uh, there's a lot of good on this show. Uh, I think I gotta go with Azumi versus Risa Sarah. I really like the both of them, and I'm very interested to see how they mesh. Uh, what about you? I have to say, you're very. I'm very jealous that you got to read out the show where the Sakis explode because I found that very exciting writing it out. Um, <laughs> and I was very excited because every time I typed Saki into the document, my computer thought I was talking about the other Saki, oh, uh, which was just a lot of fun. 
Uh, so thank you, Google Sheets, for that. Uh, but my pick would be Tom Nakano against Unagi Sayaka. Stable mates explode. I think that will be a good match. I think that there's always sort of a bubbling undercurrent of Unagi rebelling against Cosmic Angels that we've seen in the past. So I think that will be uh, that will be one to watch. And then, also Mayu versus Suzu should be awesome too. Like, there's shit. a lot. <laughs> you know, just because we're picking two matches, there's a lot of very good. Uh, matches up and down really all these cars it's really i mean in my opinion a incredibly stacked tournament uh, with a lot of great talent i think they've got a good solid portion of outsiders with suzu and saki and risa sarah some new as we talked about in the rundown of the participants some new people who haven't been in it before giving some new blood so i think Overall, it's a very, very strong tournament. So don't take just our two matches that we pick as the only ones that you should watch each night. But uh, those are just the ones we're looking most forward to. And on September 17th, Stardom is back at Edeon Osaka Arena number two with Siri versus Saki, Utami versus Saki Kashima, Mai Sakurai versus Risa Sara, Micah versus Unagi Saika, Natsupoi against Starlight Kid, Sai Ida against Suzu Suzuki and Mirai against Mina Shirakawa. My pick will be another Sai Ida pick just because she's a little psychopath. Uh, Sai Ida against Suzu Suzuki. That could be some fireworks, some uh, pent up rage and energy there in that match. Uh, as long as they don't go to a 30 minute time limit draw, Natsupoi versus Starlight Kid. That that could be a really, really, really good match. Well, they could go to a time limit draw. It is a tournament where I'm more forgiving of time limit draws. It is, but the last time they did the time limit draw, I didn't like that match. Well, yes. Yeah. So for Kelly, <laughs> and for Kelly only, please don't go to a time limit yeah. draw. Yeah. <laughs> Rossi, don't do it. All right, uh, night 16 on September 18th. Uh, we're still in Eddie and Osaka Arena 2. Uh, Tom Nakino faces off against Risa Sara. Uh, Koguma goes up against Unagi Sayaka. Mai Sakurai versus Saki. Julia versus Amy Sode. Sayaka Matani versus Mirai. Momo Watanabe against Suzu Suzuki. And Mina Shirakawa versus Starlight Kid. Uh shit. This is a good card. I think I'm gonna go with Momo versus Suzu as my most anticipated match. And I will go with Tom Nakano against Risa Sarah. I think that they could bring out the best in each other, uh, style-wise, personality-wise. So that is my I haven't I haven't had picked any Risa Sarah matches yet, but I think that one could be could be really good. Night 17 on September 19th sees us at the place where we just saw two pay-per-views, the Nagoya Congress Center, for Utami versus Saki, Koguma versus Risa Sarah, Azumi versus Unagi Sayaka, Tom Nakino against Tekla, Micah against Mai Sakurai, and Mina Shirakawa against Tuzu Suzuki. Kelly, I'll give you the first pick. I think I've got to go with uh, Azumi versus Unagi. 
I think that'll be good. Uh, I think they'll have a fun high speed style match there. What about you? Uh, I will go with Mina Shirakawa against Suzu Suzuki. I also find it really a credit to these cards that, you know, I thought, oh, maybe we'll go through these and we'll all, you know, I'll think, oh, that would have been my pick. That would have been my, you know, we'll be picking the same matches. We had pretty easily gotten through most of these shows, picking different matches and having another, a number of other contenders, at least for me, that I also could have picked that I'm like, these cards are very good. So yes, mine would be Mina against Suzu. I think that's an interesting uh, match that we haven't seen before, and I'm interested to see what it looks like. Yeah, and another uh, match that kind of builds off of the uh, trio. Well, not, it wasn't a tri- well, yeah, it was a trios, but there's three teams in it. That elimination match from the uh, show earlier today. Uh, so then, night 18 on the 23rd, we're back at Kurikan Hall. Uh, Siri takes on Tom Nakino. Uh, Azumi versus Koguma, Saki Kashima versus Risa Zara, Tekla versus Saki, Julia versus Momo Watanabe, Mayu Iwatani versus Hazuki, Saya Kamatani versus Mina Shirakawa, Mirai versus Starlight Kid, Natsupoi versus Saya Ida, and Hanan versus Suzu Suzuki. Uh, I think I gotta go with Hanan versus Suzu Suzuki. Uh, two of the people with the brightest futures in Joshi right now going up against each other. Like that's, that's a cool match that could become more historically important as time goes on. And we see how far they both go in their respective careers. Uh, What about you? I am going to go with a rematch of a match. We just saw Suri versus Tom Nakano. I think that match will be interesting. Will be interesting pretty late in the tournament. So we'll have a fairly clear picture of what Tom's fortunes are, but I think that that might be one where maybe Tom gets the win back. Um, but will be interesting to see, interesting to see for the tournament and maybe for some stuff in the future. So that, is my pick on the 24th of september stardom heads to bell sal taka taka de no baba Ooh, okay that's a long one. uh for utami versus tom nakino himika versus unagi saika micah versus tekla julia versus saika matani mayu iwatani against momo watanabe starlight kid against saida and Mina Shirakawa against Hanan. And I will go with the classic two longtime, two uh, veterans of the five-star Grand Prix, Mayu Iwatani, Momo Watanabe, late in the tournament with only a few nights left. That is my pick. Uh, I think I've got to go with Utami versus Tom. Like, those two should both bring it. And at this point, it could be a... This could decide who wins the block. (laughs) between those two. Uh, and then that brings us to night 20, huge night, uh, September 25th, also at the Bell Sal, uh, Takadan no Baba. Big match. <laughs> Sayaida versus Hanan. Now, I have to say, I, I did put this document together. I, I was slightly confused by what happens late in this tournament all this information by the way is directly from the stardom 
website where they only have one single match listed. I'm assuming, I don't know. I'm assuming they'll add more. I, well, I believe this is the night of um, the second showcase stardom and showcase that they just oh, announced. Yeah, so maybe is. this is like one five-star match that they added. I wonder if they've kept this night open if they need to reschedule stuff for like people needing to be out for like, oh, they have a fever today or something like that, you know? But they're going to run two shows in the same day? It that might be likely. It might be the same show. Or wait. Hmm. That's true. Well, anyway, there's only <laughs> one match announced, so unfortunately, our most anticipated match is Saida versus Hena. Also our least anticipated match. Yes. Uh, but anyway, the last night of tournament action before the uh, finals is on October 1st at the Mushashino Forest Sports Plaza, a big card of action. Shuri versus Risa Sarah, Utami versus Koguma, Micah versus Himika, Tom Nakino against Saki, Unagi Saika against Tekla, Azumi versus Saki Kashima, Julia and Suzu Suzuki, Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid, Saya Kamatani and Amy Sore, Hazuki versus Momo Watanabe, Natsupoi against Mina Shirakawa. And Mirai against Aida against my better judgment. Kelly, I'll let you pick first. Uh, Julia versus Suzu Suzuki. Yeah, I said it first. I win. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, that's a good pick. That would have been uh, my pick, the big match. I will go with Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. Uh, the reignition of that feud there. But another very strong match. A lot of matches here. And that is... All the nights, if you can believe it. That's a lot of nights. Uh, but Kelly, the one thing we haven't done, give me your predictions. Who wins the blue block? Who wins the red block? And who wins the whole enchilada? Okay. Um, let's go looking at the blue block. Um, I feel like Julia's got a really good shot, I think, right? Like, I mean, she hasn't really been doing a ton outside of the prominence feud. So this would be a good time to just heat her up. And then she could win overall and eventually be the one to dethrone Siri. That could be. Uh, let's look at the red block. I think I could see Siri winning, like, just as a dominant champion. Like, that would be a possibility as well. But I think in that block, maybe... Actually, no. Maybe Tom comes through and beats and knocks Siri out. So, yeah. Okay. I'm going... I'm going Tom. Because I don't think Utami will win. Because I feel like she's being cycled down. Especially if she ends up going to AEW, which is rumors that are bouncing around. I don't know how much I believe that or not, but I, if she wants to go fight Abaddon, she can go fight Abaddon, I guess. Uh, so I am going with... Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, Julia versus Tom Finals. There we go. That's what I'm going with. Um, and then I think Julia wins overall. 
I also think Julia is going to win, but I think that she is going to go to the finals against. I'm going to make an out of left field pick here and say Julia goes up against Azumi and wins. That's a smart pick, especially because that's going to be a really good match, and it's not like a big main event that you could have used on a different show. So that is my... That's my official... I'm locking it in. All right. And if I'm wrong, I never said it. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, I should say... The box you locked it in is going straight in the river and no one can check it again. (laughs) Uh, All this information I do have, I will be tweeting it out. This is in a Google Sheet document that I will give everyone access to uh, through our Twitter. It has the overview of all the contestants. I will be keeping um, up with current standings. Uh, There will be a tab that will be all about standings. I will keep that up to date. It will show you how many wins, losses, draws they have, how many points they have, but will also include how many matches each person has left. There's a lot of shows and people are going to be on different numbers of matches here. And also what their highest point total that they could achieve is and it will show whether or not they are still in contention for the block win, as well as it will show every night of action as we just laid it out with all the matches. And as the matches happen, they will show you who won uh, each of those matches. So if you want all that information, go follow us on Twitter at JBombAudio. Look at that Google sheet and all that information. they're about the five-star Grand Prix, but the five-star Grand Prix is not the only show that is happening in the next two weeks and beyond of. Joshi Seedling has a show on July 26th, headlined by Arisa Nakajima, Hanako Nakamori, and Misa Kagura, going up against Kaori Yonayama, Hiroyo Matsumoto, and Saki. Oz has a show on the 31st, with a three-way championship match, as well as another match in the tag team tournament, Sonoko Kato and Ryo Mizunami going up against Tsubasa Kuragaki and Itsuki Aoki. Tokyo Joshi will have the continuation of their Tokyo Princess Cup on July 31st. Miyu Watanabe will face Shoko Nakajima, and the winner of that will face the winner of Nao Kakuta and Miyu Yamashita. And on the other side of the bracket, Yuka Sakazaki will take on Akari Noah, and Rika Tatsumi will take on Suzume. So some interesting there's interesting names there, some veterans and some younger wrestlers. So we'll be interested to see whether the veterans or the younger wrestlers can take a hold of the Tokyo Princess Cup. Ice Ribbon is having a Korokin Hall show also on July 31st. Uh, Yuna Manase and Totoro Satsuki will defend their tag team titles against Makoto and Hamako Hoshi. There will be some CMLL talent on that show, as well as a big singles match, Ibuki Hoshi going up against Hikaru Shida. That should be uh, cool. That should be a good match. There was a vote uh, on Twitter about which match should 
main event that show, I believe at the last check that the Sheeta match was winning. So that match may end up main eventing that show. And finally, Diana has a show on July 25th at Corican Hall, the Jaguar Yakota 61st birthday and 46th anniversary show with a main event Jaguar Yakota Mayumi Ozaki and Jinsei Shinsaki going up against Rini Yamashita, Dash Chizako, and Masato Tanaka. So that sounds like a good match. And that is everything happening in the next two weeks. Kelly, do you have anything to say? I believe you saw a movie very recently. Are you going to be recommending everyone see that film? Uh, Yes, I will. But first... I got to put you over uh, this five grand pre uh, five star grand prix doc is awesome. Uh, Taylor did all of the work on this. I didn't do anything. So all of the praise needs to go to him. This thing is awesome. You guys are definitely going to want to take advantage of it and all of the information in it over the course of the tournament. So definitely keep an eye on the Twitter for that. Uh, but the movie recommendation I have is Nope. Uh, Jordan Peele's new movie. I saw it the other day when it was released, and it is awesome. Uh, try and know as little about the movie as you can going in. The trailers are vague enough that I think you'll be okay, but don't try and don't like. If someone starts to tell you exactly what's going to happen, just walk on out of there. Don't let them ruin anything for you. Very very cool movie. Definitely worth your time. Uh, uh, this is the first of the Jordan Peele movies I've actually seen, so now I need to go back and watch his other two. Oh wow! I can't. You haven't seen the other two? No, like for I just weird blind spots I have that I've just never like. I, they've both been highly recommended to me, and I've just got them in the back of my head in the pile of movies I'll see one day, and just I haven't gotten around to them. Well, I like them, and I am. I was already looking forward to seeing nope and i will definitely be going and checking it out uh and i wasn't going to interrupt you while you were putting me over so uh, (laughs) but anyway on that note that is all for us so we will see you in two weeks we'll be talking about of course the five star all the action from the five star grand prix we'll be talking some tokyo joshi princess cup and much more so we will talk to you in two weeks goodbye Goodbye, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.